Hi, this is Kanike and Alina, your personal supporters that are here to help you feel truly special. We are on a mission to help you understand your dynamic nature and appreciate your unique talents. By helping you balance your yin and yang energies within, we can foster healing in our global community, one woman at a time. If you want to explore the opportunity to work with us individually, please shoot us an email at herlifecompass at gmail.com. That is H-E-R-L-I-F-E-C-O-M-P-A-S-S at gmail.com. Hello everyone, we're back on today to finally build on our previous topic of love and self-love. Today we'd like to take a different approach and really talk about in order for us to channel that unconditional and delicious love, we need to learn to set and cultivate boundaries to preserve the love we want to share with others. Hello everyone, this is Kanike and today we want to continue exploring the topic of love. Look at it from a different angle and finding ways of how you can keep your own boundaries with others. First of all, let's talk about boundaries. What are boundaries? And to me, boundaries are the borders that we build with ourselves and others to protect our own energies. Boundaries can be physical, emotional, and most importantly, energetic. Just as we can set boundaries with others and the external world, we need to learn to set boundaries with our own selves and our negative thoughts. I love that. And I guess the question is, why is it really important? And remember that some of us might really struggle and find it difficult to set those boundaries and some of us could be naturally good at it. And if we look at it from the DISC perspectives, the framework that we've discussed in one of our previous episodes, individuals that are motivated by acceptance, by being light, or who are uncomfortable with confrontation, they would be really those individuals who would need to take a more conscious approach in setting those boundaries. I can relate to that one, and I'm sure a lot of people listening can relate. As an empath, I used to find it very difficult and still do to set and cultivate boundaries with others, whether it be learning to say no unapologetically to things or people that just don't fill me up. However, over time, I realized and noticed that every time I say yes to something that does not bring me joy, I feel drained and exhausted. And that is exactly why it's so important to set those boundaries, because it simply is important for you to respect your own needs and listen and watch for your energy level. By learning to listen to our own body, our intuition, our gut response, and then also learning to examine our energy levels after after each activity or maybe a certain experience we share with others, we develop a skill of learning to set boundaries. Mm, it's getting more interesting now, but as we always say, it's always easier to say than do. So why don't we unpack this whole topic of how can we set those boundaries either with ourselves or with others? So Alina, is there any area that you particularly struggle with when it comes to setting such boundaries with others or even yourself? Oh, 
there are so many. Gosh, I wish I could say no. I'm perfect at it because there's still so many things I need to、uh, set better boundaries with. It's it's a work in progress. It's a lifelong journey. For example, one of the most things that I need to set better boundaries with is with my phone and scrolling on social media. I am addicted to my phone. The first thing in the morning, I go on my phone. I go on Instagram and I just scroll. And I know it's not good for me because it doesn't add、mm. anything to my life. But it's just a habit that I have. Another thing I can think of of learning to set boundaries is saying yes to new projects at work and having difficult time saying、mm. no. Although <laughs> I might be already juggling a lot. And finally, another example that I can think of for setting better boundaries would be with other people. And one example would be just learning to not pick up my phone or answering right away to certain people. Oh, Alina! Every time I talk to people, they always say it's so interesting to hear to your stories, and I appreciate you being so genuine and sincere of admitting it. I'm not perfect. Nobody is. We all are guilty of not being able to set those boundaries within ourselves. But <laughs> your last point about not picking up the phone, I'm actually very good in this because I think I'm very selective on who I want to spend my time with when it comes to answering those phone calls. And I always say, if you want other people to respect your time and your boundaries, you need to start with yourselves first. And I learned to set those boundaries with my own self when it comes to managing my negative thoughts, or fears, because it's generally so easy to jump into that state, and that's explainable. We have been evolving as humans through millions of years of existence, operating from the state of survival, and that's what kept us growing and getting smarter as humans. But the good news. It's possible to rewire it by consciously working on distancing yourself from negative thoughts, or managing it, or limiting it, or distancing yourself from negative people, and cultivating certain structures and behaviors that helps you to stimulate more positive energy and thoughts within yourself. I personally think that lack of boundaries at the end of the day affect yourself. You feel drained, you feel exhausted, you get agitated easily, you become less patient. With others and the people who are the closest to you—your partner, your spouse, your kids, your parents, whoever—they are the one who suffer the most. Ultimately, will negatively impact your relationship, your mental state, their mental state, and the overall. Environment at home, so it's your choice.、Mm, I love that because boundaries act as a protection, and they're needed to preserve that state of love within ourselves and to preserve that inner peace that we have and that we want to share with、mm. others. Over time, I've also realized that even though I say yes to something that I initially want to say no to, but I end up suppressing my intuition or gut response,、mm. I still end up feeling resentful. Towards myself or others, which is not helpful and genuine at all. So I've learned that when I listen to my body and my intuition before even responding to something, and then choosing to set healthy boundaries depending on that gut response, I not only preserve the love and the peace inside of me, but I also set an example for others and teach them to set energetic boundaries. With the things and people in their life. So when we think about love, and we say that love begins with self-love, boundaries also first and foremost begin with ourselves. One example that popped in my head is example of my husband. <laughs> He would be wondering, "Oh, Kanika, again, you're talking about me." But 
Uh, it's a simple example, but I think a lot of us can relate to that. And I like what you said that this starts about managing your own boundaries when it comes to phone. He's struggled to set those boundaries when it comes to managing and scrolling through the news. We had stressful uncertain situation back home in Kyrgyzstan a while back and he was on the phone on TV on YouTube on everything just scrolling through the news 24/7 but the thing is that he cannot do anything about that but all he is getting is being agitated is being stressed is being anxious and he wants to do something but literally he can't do anything about it so we've discussed and we spoke and he set those boundaries with the news by reducing the amount of time he is going through the news and rather focusing and investing his time into things that also brings him joy. That is so interesting you say that. One of the examples that I automatically thought about is once I was aware that I have unhealthy boundaries with my phone or social media, I decided to put timers. So my timer for social media use for Instagram particularly is 15 minutes. And <laughs> once I reach that limit, it gives me a reminder and I put it off and I go do something for a second. So I think it's important to one to be self-aware and to take mm-hmm. small actions. You don't have to necessarily just cut it off and delete Instagram, but it's those small actions that give us best results over time. Yeah, we have the control. But Alina, back to you. I've shared an example where you set the boundaries with yourself. Maybe you can have an example where you set the boundaries with others. An example that I can think of of setting a boundary with someone else is someone that I have known for a while. This is an acquaintance of mine. Let's just say this person loves to talk on the phone. And we all know people that just love to talk on the phone for hours. I am just not that person and I am not very thrilled to talk to people on the phone unless it's my mom. And when we first began a relationship, I used to pick up every phone call out of the fear of hurting this person's feelings and just to try to maintain a positive relationship. After each call, I felt like I wasted my precious time, energy, talking about the things just didn't excite me or stimulate me, and I felt so bad. At first, I noticed this feeling and I began paying attention to my intuition every time this person called. I noticed that I got this intuitive response that just didn't want to pick up the phone. After a while, I just decided to stop answering. And like I said, at first I felt super bad and guilty, but I also was resenting this person for being so clueless because this person would just not get it in my opinion after a while after i did some inner work i journaled i realized that this was not the person's fault i also did not have to justify myself or even provide a reason for me not answering i simply just started saying hey is this urgent can you text me and over time mm-hmm. as i started doing that i just built a muscle and learned to honor my intuition and then this boundary just came in second nature now Guess what? The moral of the story is that our relationship got stronger because of it. And this person learned to understand me as a person and does not call me as often. We just text. <laughs> and because I was so afraid of hurting this person's feelings, I was resentful towards this person and myself. Now that I am more authentic and genuine and the way I show up is more real, our relationship got stronger because I don't need to force myself to interact. And I choose to interact with this person whenever I have time 
time and energy, which is a lot more positive. Bottom line is that it is my responsibility to set that boundary, and other people are not responsible for reading my mind. I always say when we struggle with other people, most of the time they're not even aware. It's us who operate based on the assumptions in our head, and what you said is so true. It's our responsibility to set those boundaries. It's our responsibility to let them know how we feel, and that's not sustainable anymore. But building on what you said earlier, I would like to bring a point. Recently, was shared an article where they said there are two categories of people that surround us. One category of people who drain us and make us feel little. Sort of, you talk to them, you communicate, you spend time with them, but you're doing that at your emotional expense. The end of that conversation or time spending with them, you feel drained. And the other category of people who, the longer you spend time with them, the more you feel uplifted, energized. They sort of expand you. They help you to grow your wings, and you're ready to fly. It's your choice who you want to surround yourself with. The people who drain you, but you talk to them and you spend your time with them out of guilt or out of feeling that you have to because you don't want to hurt them. And believe me, you don't even hurt them. They're not even aware. Or you choose yourself with people who uplift you, who expand you, who make you bigger. That is such an interesting concept, and I 100% agree. And I'm curious, maybe from a coaching perspective, can you share practical applications on how we can set those boundaries in a healthy, in a ecological way, where we want to maintain a relationship, but also need to express a certain need or maybe set a boundary with others? From the coaching perspective, I think the angle would be purely focusing on your communication skills, and we can look at it from two separate examples. One example when somebody is taking advantage of your kindness, it has reached the point where you can no longer take it anymore, and you have to have a conversation with that individual. And for that, number one, before you go into that conversation, you need to have your facts ready. If you jump into the conversation being emotionally high, it's not going to end up in any constructive dialogue, and you're going to completely burn the bridges between you two. The other aspect, before you go into that conversation, watch your tone, watch your your mental space, and go into that conversation with somebody from the state of care, care for yourself and care for the other person. And number three, it's the framework. I love frameworks. I have a framework from Development Dimensions International, shortly called DDI. It's a six-step process, but basically you go in and you open a conversation with somebody, sharing your frustrations or behaviors or attitude that you have observed and you're not happy about it because it makes you feel this or that. Then it's clarified. This part is where you asking for their perspective. At the moment, you're sharing how you feel, how you observe and how you're interpreting this. But clarify helps you to hear their thoughts about the same situation. They might have a completely different angle to how you see this. The third aspect is develop. And the key here is develop ways to manage the situation moving forward because it's no longer sustainable. And key here is to give them an option to choose and decide. It's a mutual conversation where you two conversing and you're agreeing what would be the best way forward to manage that. What can you start doing differently? What can you stop doing differently? The further step is agreeing. Once you've listed down different options, this is what you're going to agree doing, one, two, three, and you finish off with closing off the conversation and agreeing. Listen, thank you, and appreciate you being so caring, genuine, and happy to take it further. The second example is, I think we've already discussed it in one of our episodes of how to say no. And it goes back when somebody calls you on the spot and asks you, hey, Alina, can you help me with something? And those of us who really struggle to say no on the spot, my advice is take your time. 
time. Don't say no. Don't say yes. Just say, hey, this sounds like an exciting idea. Can I come back to you in an hour or two or by tomorrow? I need to check with my family, with my brother, commitments I have lined up for the day. Let me come back to you by tomorrow by in, a, in an hour or two. That way you're no longer saying no on the spot and you don't feel guilty and you're no longer saying yes and then you regret that you said yes. You're taking your time and then you're coming back with a logical reasoning behind why you genuinely cannot do that for them. To summarize, it's open, clarify, develop, agree, and close framework. I love it. I'm definitely going to use that one. And as a way to wrap up our episode, I'd like to pose some reflection questions that you can journal on or ask yourself. Question one is, is there anything in your life that you need to set a boundary with yourself? So for example, as we've shared, perhaps it's your phone habits, your social media scrolling, or perhaps negative thoughts. And second question is, when you reflect, can you think of the people that expand you, make you feel alive, that make you feel mm. so happy? Now, mm. maybe think of a way to engage and spend more time with these people. Maybe text them or call them, ask them to hang out immediately. And now, how about the opposite? Can you think of someone that drains your energy or perhaps makes you feel small. Maybe now think of the ways to engage and spend less time with these people. Now, you don't necessarily have to cut these people off or delete them off of your social media, but just think of ways to spend less and less time engaging and interacting and notice and pay attention to your energy levels. Lastly, now that you know about the framework, the open, clarify, develop, agree, and close formula, that you can use with others to set boundaries with, which of the ones are you already using naturally and which of these you need to work on? And if you need help, reach out to Aline and myself. We can guide you further on that. Let's finish off with our beautiful, delicious affirmations. I am in control of my boundaries because I can. My time and my energy is precious. I don't need to justify myself and I say no because I simply want to. Mm. This is all for today. My name is Kanikia Morava. And my name is Alina. And...